0: I'm the Nevada running back James Butler, and you listen to Pac Center. What's up, Wolfpack? Thanks for tuning in to Pac Center. I'm your host, Jordan Burns, here with my sports savvy co host, Garrett Hirschberg. Tensions were high going into the NCAA tournament. Pac fans and analysts were confident that we would come out and turn some heads, but sadly, we didn't live up to the hype. Nevada lost in the first round of the NCAA tournament against Iowa State. 84 to 73 in a hard-fought battle that seems we were destined to lose. Garrett, what do you think?
1: You know what, uh, using the term destined to lose what I don't think is the right term because it's college basketball. Anything can happen. It's just that Iowa State showed up to this game early on and we didn't. Iowa State um, jumped out to a, a big lead. They up at halftime they were up 40 to 27. That's a thirteen-point deficit, but we've seen the wolf that we've seen in the the season that the wolf can come back. But what Iowa State did to not ensure a comeback, well they kept their foot on the gas. Nevada cut the lead down to four, like midway through the uh, second half, but then Iowa State countered back with a nine-zero run to push it back to thirteen. But in the end, um, the pack lost eighty-four to seventy-three. And this season is one to be proud of for the Wolfpack. They had a very accomplished season. They accomplished their goals, winning the not only winning the Mountain West regular season title, winning the Mountain West tournament, and advancing to the uh, NCAA tournament. I think we saw a lot of growth out of players like Caroline, Lindsay, Drew, Josh Hall was a big one, uh, and it was filled with a lot of memories. Beating UNLV, uh, which time. <laughs> Wait, hold up. I don't think beating is the right word. Demolishing UNLV. Neither of those games are even fights. No.
0: And I and I agree with you that this was an incredible season. A storybook season, if you ask me. I think we came out and and beat all the odds.
1: Yeah. Uh, Nevada, was, as we stated in our last episode, Nevada was originally projected to finish second in the Mountain West. So... I think we did better than we thought, but looking at the actual tournament game, uh Cam Oliver, 22 points, Jordan Caroline, 20 points and 8 rebounds. We we saw we saw one of our seniors show up and one didn't. DJ Fenner.
0: DJ Fenner, we talked about it last week how he was starting to make some mistakes. He wasn't looking like the same fan that we've saw. And this game in, against Iowa state really showed that his college career was pretty much over. He only scored two points. Both of those were free throws. Um, he missed important layups and I, I feel bad for the guy, you know, he, he didn't show up for his senior night game. He didn't show up very much during the tournament, through the Mountain West tournament, and then he was nowhere to be seen against Iowa in the NCAA tournament.
1: I think the pressure, the pressure got to DJ because in his four years, this is the most that he has accomplished uh, while donning the Nevada uniform. So I, I, don't, I honestly think the pressure, it was too much for DJ.
0: Yeah, and I mean, going into this game, we we ran our starters into the ground. They, they were all playing 40-plus minutes, back-to-back games. It was a lot on their bodies. Uh, we look at Iowa State. They have such depth in their team. Six players scored in double digits. Well, we had only Cam Oliver and, and Jordan Caroline really shine in this game. Cam Oliver, as you said, had 22 points, and then Jordan Caroline had 20. That was really
1: what cost us the game. You look at – what are you talking about bench play, You look at the minutes more specifically. Cam Oliver and Marcus Marshall both played 40 minutes. Jordan Caroline played 38. Um, you look at Iowa State, no players played more than 36 minutes. So they were able to shuffle in players, for short, even for short bits of time, so that players can get rest, and they could be fresh. And especially with this Nevada team, Josh Hall was the only bench player to play. And we've only seen, on on the regular, we've seen Nevada use two, two bench players, Hall and uh, Leland. So I think that that's something that's gonna be a focus on in the soft season. Utilizing a bench, and not relying on this core players to lead you.
0: Yeah, speaking of off season, now that the season is over and we're out of tournaments, we're not playing anymore. It, we all we had to look at. We looked at two big things: what's going to happen to Moss and what's going to happen to Cam, Coach Moss. We were wondering if he was going to come re, if he was going to re-sign with Nevada. He met with Cal refused their offer and is now working on a new five year contract with Nevada. This will mean more money for him um, which is really gonna change the culture of Nevada because we're notorious for being pretty cheap with athletics. Last year after winning the CBI, we saw that we saw the initial shift where they're starting to put in a lot more money football got got new video boards, new track
1: like a new plaza. Yeah, New Plaza. Uh,
0: we're we're yeah. really starting to funnel in some more money into revitalizing our athletic program because I think the university is starting to realize that we get more people to come to our school when we when we have better athletics because that's how people find out about us. Colin Kaepernick did that for us when once he came to Nevada and he became a star, went to the 49ers, A lot of people in the Bay Area, being 49ers fans, they. They saw Kaepernick, they heard that he went to Nevada, that people looked into Nevada and realized how good of a school this really is. Now basketball's going to be doing the same. Now that we've, we're we getting national looks, people are going to be more interested in coming to the university, so they're going to put more money into the programs that are going to bring students in. The more students that come, the more money, and it's this big cycle. We made a lot of money uh, going into the NCAA tournament this year. Every game that we played, we made money, and I think the more that a basketball earns... The more likely they are going to keep us around. We have a, here in Nevada, we have a really long history of losing great coaches to better schools.
1: Yeah. Uh, you talk about coaches. Uh, Trent, Trent, uh, Trent Johnson was here. He led that historic 2014 with, we talked about last week, Snyder, Fazekas. Um, he went on to state like a, a bigger school than Nevada but we lost them because we couldn't pay him. Um Mark Mark Fox uh was the head coach here from 07 or 05 to like 9. He had like four straight like first place finishes. He had that 2017 that won a game with uh JaVale and Ramon JaVale McGee. And then he went on to George uh he went on to bigger schools and then if you look at more recently with baseball Jay Johnson Jay Johnson was a great head coach a couple years ago he had a, a fantastic season they got snubbed at the NCAA tournament Johnson took his coaching talents and staff to Arizona and now he's competing for national championships
0: I think we got really lucky recruiting Coach Moss not only is he an amazing coach but he's one that doesn't care about the money he's he's done the whole big time thing with with the NBA. He's made his money. He's he's stayed at the Ritz-Carlton's and things like that. And now he's going to come back and he found his little niche school that he's going to make into his and his dynasty. He's given he's given up tons more money at Cal to stay here. He's got he's got children that go to school here and they don't want to leave. His wife loves the community. He loves the community. And I think coach there's so much holding coach Muss here that we're not gonna lose him anytime soon.
1: Yeah, as you mentioned, he he's a very big family man, and so with his wife Danielle Sargent, Danielle Sargent, what she's done with this community, he's been incredible. Like you see him and his wife uh, Mus and his wife everywhere around the community. Like they can't even like get go get a go into a restaurant, and grab a burger without like someone stopping him, like talking to him. So. And I think that's one thing that would would have been different um, if he went to Cal, because there's no place like Reno, like the community loves him. The community Reno is centered around Wolf Pack, mm-hmm. so everyone from their there's kids to the grandparents, folk loves love, loves the University of Nevada athletics. So I think that what he's done and. The people here have also been accredited for helping Must stay here. And Doug Newth gives credits to the Wolfpack fans. Because I know I was worried that Must was going to leave. I thought Must was either going to take the Washington or Cal job. Because they are Big 12 schools and they can get bigger recruits. But Must proves us wrong. And we're happy for it.
0: I never doubted for a minute that that, uh, Must would stay. As much as you would think that he'd leave for a lot more money and you could buy him out of it. This is his city. You know, not only is he an amazing coach, but he's a role model to this community. And that means more to him than money.
1: Yeah, uh, Musk keeps bringing up in interviews that when he first got here, he had to go hand out flyers for students that attend this game. Now, if you're looking at what he's done, he doesn't have to hand out flyers. Students know when games are. They sell out the student. The student section is filled. So I think that with the way basketball has been playing, this school is starting to turn out from a football school to a basketball school because football has had some down years.
0: Mm-hmm. So, but basketball basketball's, basketball's really
1: around. really transformed this school and helped gotten the school onto more ESPN games, more CBS games. And so, and had more success and get, have more star players play here.
0: I can't agree with you more. One thing that surprises me is the Cam Oliver decision. He did decide to declare for the draft. Um, people were asking me going into this week, Jordan, what do you think Cam's going to do? And my whole thing was, if Must stays, Cam will stay. If Mus leaves, Cam will leave, and that made so much sense to me in my head because him and Coach Mus have this have a real special bond, and this is his team. But I know that Cam wanted to leave. He's he thinks that he's ready for the big time, and so if Mus left, it would be a good time for Cam to try to leave as well, uh, because it, it, he's not going to gain anything trying to learn trying to learn a new system with a new coach for his last year because after if he plays one more year, he's definitely going into the draft. But Coach Must stayed and Cam decided to still go, which personally I don't think is is the right move for him. I think he's still got a lot of a lot more to learn. Um, he's predicted to go late first, early second. I think if he goes in the second round, he will come back to Nevada. He's not going to be making that much money. He's not has no guarantee and he might end up back in the D League. And won't be accepted back here at Nevada, but if he but if he goes first round, he's definitely taking it.
1: See, with the new NBA uh, CBA agreement, um, it allows you that if you don't sign with an agent, you have the possibility of coming back to school as long as you remove your name from the draft before it actually happens. But and I uh, following that, if you get selected in the first round, you have to take it. It is a two. They off. They give you a two-year deal. Mm-hmm. But if you don't, if you don't, uh, if you're in a second-round pick, you have the option of of uh, d- deciding to go back to school or not. Because most most second-round picks often ends up in the D league. And I I think Cam Oliver is better than a D league player. He needs to come back to school, hone hone specific skills. And I'd say focus on one aspect of his game. Are you going to be a three-point shooter or are you going to be like an athletic finisher? Which one are you going to be? And I think once he does that, he can be an easy first-round pick.
0: And that's why I think he, sh- he needs to come back to Nevada. I don't think he's he's figured his, his game out yet. He's kind of a versatile player, but he doesn't do any, th- any one thing great. He's a great defensive player. He's, he's built like an NBA player. He's motivated, he works hard, his defense is out, is amazing, and his offense is solid, but his game needs a little bit more polishing before he goes off to the next level. I think if he goes into the draft and gets picked in the second round and goes, he's going to get lost in the shuffle a little bit, and I don't want to see that happen to his career. So my advice to him would be stay here at Nevada but, you know, he's going to take his chance and go off and do his thing.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. If you look at what one year will do to – if you look at, like, what Musk can do in one year, it's incredible. Um, we saw what Jordan Caroline did, like Marcus Marshall did this year. Imagine Musk, Imagine Cam being back working with Musk for another year. How unstoppable this, unstoppable this team will be in Mountain mm-hmm. West play. You got – and Lindsay, Cam, if he comes back. And then, yeah, the Martin twins, who are transfers, those those guys are tall. So, And Cam wouldn't have to play center because he cause you got the Martin twins. And so having Cam not playing center, it won't put him on the bigger guys so he could use his strength to get to the rack and score.
0: Cam's going to miss some great opportunities if he leaves to really shine in – uh college ball and really get a lot of a lot of accreditation. I think with the new transfers that'll be able to play next year, if Cam Oliver was to stay with Jordan and Devrell Ramsey, we'd really have a lot of good depth on our team. We'd finally have that that team that Must has been envisioning since he came to Nevada. And it's gonna really fall together but again, he wants to leave. And can
1: can you blame Cam Oliver if you're Cam Oliver? Mm-hmm could you would you declare well, for the draft I wouldn't I know how, why, why, why
0: because as good as if I'm if I'm Cameron Oliver as good as I am and as well I as, as I've played the, the league isn't looking at me like a big threat I'm not I'm from a mountain west team uh I've done really well but I'm not packed well we didn't beat any of these we didn't beat the, beat the Big 12 team. And I think one more year with Coach Mus, with the with the knowledge that I will definitely go into the draft after this season, Coach Mus will be able to help me polish my game down to an incredible athlete. And from there, be able to get a really, really safe spot going into the draft.
1: But knock on wood, what happens if he has a down year and his draft stock plummets?
0: I feel like that's less of a risk than ending up going in the second round and ending up at a at a D League team.
1: Okay. In other off season news for basketball, women's the women's uh team has yet to find a new head coach.
0: Yeah, Jane Albright left, she retired, and now that spot is empty.
1: Do you wanna fill you wanna fill out your the application for it?
0: No. Because they're playing UConn next year, <laughs> and I do not want to be responsible for that.
1: <laughs> yeah, so the UConn Lady Huskies are coming to Reno next year. No uh, no official date has been scheduled, but this is a team that is currently on a 111-game winning streak. Last last loss came in uh, 2014. This is a homecoming first breakout star, uh, breakout forward Gabby Williams. A native of Sparks, Nevada, who went to Reed High School.
0: Oh, Mike. This girl, she's incredible. So she was uh, McDonald's High School All-American. She was a two-time Gatorade uh, State Track and Field Athlete of the Year. Not only is she built like a basketball player because her dad played college basketball and her sister played college basketball here at Nevada, but she's incredibly athletic.
1: She... She tried out for uh, the U.S. Olympic team in 2012. Didn't make it, but she was an alter. Uh, she was an alternate,
0: which is an accomplishment within itself, especially when your your number one game is basketball, and you're on the best team ever in women's basketball history. When she was told this news, uh, and she t- she said in an interview with SNY TV that when she heard the news from her coach she was in shock she never thought that she'd be playing uh at Nevada in her college career and looking at this game it's going to be a blowout game so i think what's really going to be the come out for this is is her people are going to come out to watch her because she's a she's a native a lot of her friends and family still live here she doesn't get to come out to the west coast very often and she's going to be the star and everyone's going to be looking at her
1: yeah um The UConn franchise has has won four straight national championships, uh, seven out of the last ten, and they're en route to win another one this year. So, but Gabby Williams is on the wooden watch list, which is something in collegiate basketball, both men and women, um, where it's like their top player of the year. She's won a ten finalist. Mm -hmm. She's... Uh, having a fantastic season. She's averaging like 18 points a game. And this is this came into shock because last season was, I wouldn't say a light load because there were so many great stars, but she has really taken the role as one of the star players on this team.
0: Yeah, she's incredible. But in more off-season news, let's talk about football. Their pro day was on Monday, and when they had scouts come out from the 49ers, the Colts, the Broncos, the Jaguars, the Packers, and the Lions – chris Murray, when he he said that probably the best prospect we have is punter Alex Boy, you know, reading the quote that Murray published in it, I don't know how confident he is to be going into the uh into the draft. He said that his performance was b plus a minus, which, if you're asking me, doesn't scream confidence. um, and if I'm an athlete on a pro day where I'm trying to highlight my ability and I come out and I say it was, I did okay. It's not telling these scouts that I'm going to do well.
1: Boy wasn't the only, uh, Wolfpack, former Wolfpack to sh- come out. Uh, you had wide receiver, Hassan Henderson, Jer- uh, tight end Jared Gibson, tight end, former tight end, Zach Sudfeld. Um, and then offense lineman, Nathan Goldtree, um, But then one big name to show up was former quarterback Cody Fajardo. It was interesting because he was undrafted, I think, last year. Signed with the Raiders. Now he's in Toronto playing in the CFL. So I'm not really sure about that one, how the rules. But it'll be interesting to see if any of these pack players get drafted. If so, where they'll go, or if they're undrafted. Like uh, where they'll end up. Last year we saw Don Jackson, undrafted. Um, he went to the Packers. Was on rode the practice squad, and then in one game, one Thursday night game against the Bears, he got a start. So it was, it was really cool to see Don Jackson get a start. Um, another Northern Nevada, another Nevada Nevadan, Chase Billingsley. He's from Winnemucca. Uh, played at a small school. Came out to Nevada's Pro Day last year got picked up in free agency and had a killer uh, preseason last year but this also on Monday was the start of spring ball, which is a big time for college football because it's the first time the players uh, get officially can like work out with the playbooks and it's interesting to see how the ne- Nevada will adjust to this pass happy offense and a 335 defense.
0: Yeah, this is going to be big. We're going to see all these players have to adjust to the new system, have to learn, um, and if they can study up well and perform well, we're going to see good breakout year for uh, Jay Norvell and his new staff.
1: Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see like what our guy James Butler, how he'll adjust from a run-heavy offense to a pass-heavy offense.
0: Yeah, he's not really sure what what his place is going to be. He's really been the star of the Wolfpack team uh, last year, and with John Jackson, uh, they both shared uh, a huge load. But now with it not being focused around him, what what is his role going to be? I really, honestly, in my opinion, I think it's going to be better for him. He won't be getting as many snaps, but the snaps that he get that he gets will be. We'll count more because they're not gonna be teams aren't gonna be centered around stopping him all the time.
1: Well we saw last year, Nevada couldn't really pass the ball. So teams would learn to just commit heavy to the run. That's all changing. Nevada now can throw the ball. Yeah, we'll be able to
0: throw the ball. Uh and now we'll have a little bit more of a chance to run the ball because they're not always gonna be expecting it.
1: As we mentioned, uh, with this Air Raid-style offense, they're now coining the term the pack attack.
0: <laughs> I like so we got it. the
1: Norvell effect and the pack attack.
0: Real quick before our show ends, let's talk about current sports. We're getting to the time, the part of the season where sports are starting to end. So we got baseball and softball. Baseball 7-17, seven and 4-8 in conference. They won their first series of the season against Air Force 2-1, to one last game being on uh, the twenty fifth at Bacoli Park uh where junior third baseman Jordan Pierce hit a grand slam uh they're pretty hit baseball's pretty hit and miss right now um it's gonna be hard hard to see I don't think we're gonna have a real exciting season we're not gonna have a really poor season it's just gonna be a uh, mediocre a, a kind of mediocre season uh softball's kind of in the same boat they're sixteen and fourteen overall two and four um in conference with one game being postponed due to weather. Uh, errors have kind of been plaguing this team. They've been making a little bit of mistakes here and there and that's what's been costing them games. But other times they'll they'll be doing fine. So they're I mean they're 50-50. So
1: They got to shake out the uh, cobwebs uh and just get back to playing softball.
0: One of their star players, Jennifer Purcell, she just went in for surgery uh, on her ACL, so she's out for the season. But we're expecting her to come back next season. That's gonna be a big hit to them. But uh
1: we wish her, we wish her a speedy recovery.
0: Yes, speedy recovery to Jen. And their next game is the 31st, where they travel off to Fresno State.
1: It's gonna be a tough game.
0: It's gonna be a tough game, but a good one at that. And that's the end of our show, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for tuning in to Pac Center. Don't forget to follow us on the Twitter at NV, and a special thanks as always to the Reynolds School of Journalism, the Joe Crowley Student Union, Wolfpack Radio and the Reno Bike Club and one thing before we go, go Wolfpack! Yes. Just forget the wins, it's the best to